This Jake the Snake Plumber edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. Vegas may be closed, but the casino at MyBookie is open 24-7. Use the promo code SGP and get up to $1,000 in bonus bets. MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play when you get paid at MyBookie. We're also brought to you by DGen Madness. We're giving away $3,000 in our NCAA virtual tournament, courtesy of Barking Dog Partners. The games are streamed on our video channels, plus you can bet on the games, including live wagering at my bookie. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash contest for all the info. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay per head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by Prop Swap. You don't have to go to Vegas to buy Vegas bets. Prop Swap is available in many states where there is no sports betting. Use that promo code SGP and you get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. You're listening to the Sports Gambling Podcast, exclusively on SGPN. Let it ride. Ooh, welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking that money green with my partner in picks, right? Real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Still Indeed. going, still going crazy, Sean. For You're those losing checking it. In. You're losing a little bit, but hey, that's all right. It's been 24 hours since you've last heard from me. <laughs> maybe less, I guess. You probably just watched DGen Madness. Well, or maybe, maybe this is uh we don't know exactly when this is gonna be put out, but whatever night it is, DGen Madness will be happening tonight. And joining us, the third man in this booth, Ryan McKee. What's, What's happening, up, guys? McKee? I forgot your what was uh Rich fat baby. Ryan, rich fat baby McKee. My wife calls me that all the time now. <laughs> Host of the NBA Odds Pod. NBA yeah. Odds Pod just dropped a uh, crossover podcast. Really carrying the sports gambling podcast network right now. Yeah. Just I don't slinging have a, content. I don't have a lot going on, so I've been cranking out the podcast. Slinging the podcast. And and I gotta be honest, I've I've consumed a lot more NBA odds pod in the past since quarantine's <laughs> happened. So well, well, perfect time. I'm to- appreciative of the content. Thank well, you. and the good thing right now is all the NBA content is evergreen because uh, <laughs> games are on hold, but uh, still a lot of, still a lot of fun NBA discussions to be had. You just did a crossover podcast with uh, Colby Dant talking and uh, NC Nick. Uh, I was very proud that I was able to get them on Skype and get <laughs> the, them technically set up. And uh, uh, yeah, we talked all about the, the odds for the top NBA picks coming up. Dude, don't sell yourself short. That is a phenomenal. T- I no disrespect to NC Nick. I don't know him at all. But if he he's related at all to the database, <laughs> he needs a couple upgrades when it comes to technology. The fact that you got Colby on Skype is Colby's old school, man. He doesn't he doesn't 
He doesn't do these newfangled computers, which is ironic because his nickname is the Dantabase. <laughs> really brings that nickname to the next level. Yeah, but I like how the his sound effect sounds like a very old computer. <laughs> yeah, like, it, does. it sounds like a computer he would actually still use. It's from um vacuum tubes and shit. Yeah. What's the uh oh my god. Uh, it's it's from the game show Press Your Luck. Yeah. No which, whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Exactly. And it started in 1985 or 83 to 1995. So it's definitely a show that Colby probably looks back on with fondness. So seventies and eighties were definitely the bebop computer era. I'm a computer. I'm working. All right. We got a, uh, we got an awesome interview with Jake, the snake plumber coming up here in a second. I know I, this is weird how the interview came about because a <laughs> mutual friend of me and uh, Ryan McKee, Ryan McKee and I. Ryan McKee and I. Yeah. Thank you. Live grammar updates. Yep. Shout out to Ron Babcock, who's not listening to this because no. he only cares about soccer. He's not a uh, real sports fan. So he reached out to me and said, Hey, I want to get our buddy McKee a cameo. Who do you think I should pick? And so I went on the cameo. Again, this is not a plug for cameo, but. Uh, where we got the Wayne Gallman cameo. There's been some good ones over the years. It's my boy, real money Kramer. You <laughs> gotta pull that. That's out. a classic. Cameo is a fun. If you're looking to have fun right now, just <laughs> get celebrities to do random shit for your friends. Sean, we gotta put ourselves on cameo. Oh yeah. What would what would we charge for a cameo? I don't know. I mean, it has to be something reasonable. I mean, I looked up Jake Plummer. I, it was around seventy-five dollars. So yeah. it's probably got to be less than seventy-five dollars. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We don't put up Jake the Snake numbers. So yeah, he said, who should he pick? I threw an Arizona Cardinals and Jake, the snake plumber came up. He's also an ASU guy. I'm like perfect for uh, McKee. Yeah, yeah, I went to ASU big, uh, you know, from Arizona, big Cardinals fan. So there could be nobody more perfect than Jake, the snake, unless for maybe Larry Fitzgerald was on there, but I don't think he's doing cameos. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Still. Did you still also go to the university of Phoenix? I heard he just graduated. Finally, <laughs> he did. They, they updated the commercials. Larry yeah. Fitz graduated. Larry Fitzgerald his, just ripped my heart out in college. At, I'm sure at when Pittsburgh. he, I'm sure when he promised his mom <laughs> that he would finish college before she passed away, that's exactly what she thought of the university of Phoenix. She was hoping he would go back to Pittsburgh, <laughs> but instead he just was like, I'll knock out these online classes and get a personal endorsement. It's insane to me that a dude who was in college when I was in college is still playing wide receiver in the NFL and also still in college just got out. So <laughs> congrats to Larry Fitzgerald. Jake Before, snake though. Yeah. Real badass. Real badass. Awesome dude on cameo. Awesome interview. Looking forward to you guys hearing it. Before we get to the Jake interview. Got to give a, a quick shout out to mybookie.ag, of course, presenting sponsor of the podcast and your home for DJ madness. Game lines are up, totals are up, prop bets are up, future bets are up. Odd even point totals. Odds continue to dominate. Dogs continue to dominate. So many hilarious trends, but again, tune in Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night streaming two games a night. Nine o'clock east for the early game, ten o'clock east for the late game. And of course, go to mybookie.ag, get signed up there. The exclusive home of DJ and Madness. Use that promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets. Joining us on the line, former NFL quarterback, former Arizona State quarterback, Jake the Snake Plumber. Jake, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Of course, man. Appreciate you guys uh, 
taking my call. <laughs> yeah, how how you doing so far? I know uh, you're a huge sports fan as well. What are you What are you doing in these sportsless times? You know, it's funny you say that. I mean, I'm a big fan of sports. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of spending my day watching sports on TV. Um, you know, I just feel like with three kids all under the age of 10 and my own like old body trying to keep it in shape and do good things and stay <laughs> proactive that way, um, to work when I can, I got a, uh, a business that I'm a tech startup. I'm part owner of. So, you know, I take time to do that, uh, ride my bike, get outside. You know, I don't have a ton of time left over to watch a whole lot of sports, but when football season comes around, I do watch the Cardinals, Broncos, and ASU, and uh, I make sure that I watch the ASU game, and that's the real team that I still root wholeheartedly for. Other, other than that, I just uh, watch the game when I can. <laughs> yeah, that's. I mean, I gotta say, uh, Jaden Daniels is my uh, the most exciting quarterback I think ASU has had since you. What's your take on Jaden Daniels? He, he's very exciting. He's definitely, uh, you know, this year was fun to watch him play. Um, his ability at times to step up. He was, he was really clutch. So for me, that's what I really like to see more than anything was, you know, when there was a time when he needed to make a play numerous times this year, uh, in some big moments, he stepped up and either made a beautiful throw or scrambled for a, a big score. And, you know, he's got kind of, you know, the ice in his veins doesn't really get overwhelmed by the situation at hand. You know, that's gotta be why Herm told me even before they signed this kid that he's going to be pretty special. And then he, Herm even told me before they, uh, you know, before they made the decision and went through that process, he's like, this kid's going to start. He's got something special. So it comes from the head man, Herm, who's real mellow, real chill, just get your work done and know everything plays out, you know, the way it's supposed to. And I think Jaden has embodied that as the leader of that team. And yeah, he's the other seemed, thing I love about him is he's 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 six two hundred and seventy four pounds, and everybody's <laughs> saying he's got to get bigger. He's got to get bigger. He's like, give me a break, man. When I got to issue, guess how big I was? Guess it's not too hard to guess. <laughs> six two one seventy four, <laughs> man. So exactly uh, to the pound. The, the kid's got it. Yeah, man. It doesn't matter what you got if you got one hundred ninety pounds or two hundred thirty. If you got heart and you can make it happen, you're gonna have a chance. And he seems like the ter the perfect type of quarterback for today's game and where the NFL is going. Yeah, I mean, as he grows and and fills out, you know, he's going to end up looking like more of the prototypical QB that, that that today's game is looking for. That guy that can really make guys move, miss in the pocket, can get out of the pocket, can stand there and make every throw from the pocket. Um, a, a real high level athlete. You know, I think you could throw a basketball at him and challenge him to a game of one-on-one -on -one and you'd see right away that, you know, he's an athlete or throw a baseball mitt at him. He'd be able to put it on and probably turn a double play. I mean, that's the, that's what I like to see in this quarterback movement is that they're, they're getting more guys that are just super duper athletes that uh, are being allowed to play uh, kind of in that athletic style recess kind of game once in a while where you just make things happen. Now was, you said you're still a big Arizona state fan, obviously Cardinals fan, Broncos fan. It, was that senior year at Arizona state? Was that your favorite year of football? You guys uh, went undefeated in the regular season, pac 10 title Rose bowl appearance. What was, what was your favorite year between college and pro? <laughs> well, I'm glad you said college and pro cause I was about to go to my junior year when we won the state title 
in Idaho. And, uh, <laughs> you know, for, for me, it was like, that was the first real big championship I had ever won, you know, besides the little league championship. And so, it, you know, it, it gets bigger the, the further up you get. So, uh, at my whole career, you know, it's hard to say what, what games, what games were the best or the most memorable and, and, and which ones I would say were my favorite, but you know, there was a lot of, yeah, man, that 96 season was full of some amazing games. That was one of my favorite years just because of the style of play. And then 98 with the Cardinals was something special. Cause we were kind of written off. Yeah. You and, beat the Cowboys uh, in the playoffs as an Eagles fan. I love yeah, that, man. We love yeah. that here on Dude, the sports gambling like, podcast. So yeah, of course you do. The big thing <laughs> about that. And I like to tell people is this, this is I don't have any super bowl rings on my fingers, but the, 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 the size and the grant, the, 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 the actual like weight of that game that we won when we beat Dallas for the first playoff victory in 50 years for that organization and the time that it happened and when it needed to happen, it was almost like winning a super bowl because the Cardinals let's face it. I mean, they've been there once, but <laughs> they hadn't done much. So it's tough to say, yeah, we beat Dallas and got beat by Minnesota. That was a hell of a year. And, and just because of the style of it, you know, we, we had numerous come from behind victories and when you, when you have a season like that and you win, it, it just imprints on your brain. And those memories are so strong because they were so much fun and filled with such angst and wonder and like craziness. And then you win and it's so exalting, so much fun. And similar to ASU when we, you know, went on that winning streak and had the few games we came from behind and fine style and, and, you know, kept that said, you know, F you to the non-believers and, and kept believing <laughs> in each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I was at ASU during that 98 season for the Cardinals. And, you know, I grew up in Arizona when the Cardinals came, I was so excited nice. that we finally had a football team and then it was just real sadness. So <laughs> when you, when you won that playoff game, it kind of reminds me of like the film major league when they beat, <laughs> yeah. when they beat the Yankees, it's almost, it's not, we forget it's not the world series. It's yeah. just winning the playoff game, but we all treated it like it was uh, the super Bowl. Look, I remember as a giants fan, yeah. I remember we beat the crap out of the Cardinals every year. Like they, <laughs> everyone forgets they were in the NFC East with the Eagles, with the giants. So yeah, it was just like, they were a doormat for the longest time. And I, I do remember when Jake got to the team, it was like, Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jake, yeah. I that... love playing in New York, man. It was so fun to play in New York because the fans just were going; they'd go crazy, and <laughs> you had to get through that first series, which was usually a three and out because Strahan would just be—I don't know what he's—he was running on, but he'd come around <laughs> that corner. I mean, they'd be just coming after you, Armstead. All those dudes—they were freak. They were crazy and so loud. But I love playing in the Meadowlands, man. That was fun. Now, what what was the most intimidating stadium or environment to go to as an as an away quarterback? Oh man. Uh, you know, the, the hardest place to play, I would say it wasn't that it was intimidating. It just that it, it, it was so loud was Kansas city. Um, and the fact that I don't think I have, a, I didn't win one game against the Kansas city chiefs in arrowhead my whole career. Yeah. And you were, uh, you, were so, you know, that, that, that you were 40 and 18 as a starter in Denver and that's yeah. Yeah. Yes. Lost in Arrowhead numerous times. A hard place to play. They're loud. They don't stop being loud. Even if it's a incompletion, they just keep yelling. So <laughs> that was a tough place to play. Intimidating, but fun, and always like a sight was you know the pit in in Oakland. Uh, you know that was one of the best places to play, man. One of the best places black to come hole. in and just see all the characters. The black hole, yeah, man. It was amazing to go in there and 
uh, see the characters in that crowd and, and even see like nice, nice, uh, pleasant looking old ladies that look like grandmas, you know, you give them a wave during warmups and they throw the bird at you and <laughs> toss some nice, uh, nice compliments your way. Like you're a such and such this or that, you know, like that was a wild place to play, but I was never too intimidated. I mean, you know, the fans, as long as they stayed back in the stands that I was all right. But, uh, yeah, man, the Meadowlands were always tough to play. Philly was fun to play at because the fans, they were real fans. I mean, they really, they they were rooted against you and said some vile, nasty stuff. But if you were a baller, you could sense their respect. Like, yeah, man, all right. Like, I like you, all right. If you were here, I'd like you. But, you know, those are the kind of fans I really liked that were, they were nasty, but they respected your game if you had game. Well, that's interesting. You, you mentioned uh, the Raiders because I know you got your nickname, the snake kind of as a tribute to Jake, the snake Roberts. And he got the name, the snake uh, kind of as an homage to Ken Stabler. Is that correct? Well, I, I don't know where Jake, the snake Roberts got his uh, nickname, but the DDT was a nasty move. Uh, <laughs> I, I will tell you this though, that I, that's happened before where people think that my nickname came from Jake, the snake Roberts. I was, a, I, I watched the, you know, the wrestling growing up, you know, Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper and the, the, all that good stuff, the Bolsheviks and the road warriors and all that. But my nickname, uh, came from, it, it got in, you know, basically came to be from my brothers. They called me snake, uh, as I was real skinny and quick and ran around. But then when I read that, uh, Kenny Stabler book in about seventh or eighth grade, um, you know, then it was like, yeah, kind of the snake. I kind of liked that. I liked his style. I liked yeah. the, the way he approached the game. And you know, the sad thing about that is, is I don't think we're going to ever see another athlete like that in our environment we live in because for him and the things he did and the thing, I mean, the things he did would get Peyton Manning would have been run out of town. If he'd have come back <laughs> dropped off in a limo, the morning of the AFC championship game, he comes out of a limo, walks into the locker room. Like that would not float in today's <laughs> world of the hypervigilant tweeter and texter and no. everybody's an armchair quarterback. And it's sad because guys like Bernie Kosar, who didn't have the technique, he would have been ridden out of the, even the opportunity to go to the draft because he didn't take a proper three-step drop or have the right arm angle or look like the part that everybody thought, you know? And so I, I miss those times, but reading that book, that's where I got snake and, and my name, uh, it rhymes with Jake. And, uh, you know, well, I was skinny and quick and I could, I was pretty elusive. So, you know, it, it was a good nickname. <laughs> so uh, I got to ask, even though you never played a game for Tampa Bay, you still technically retired in Tampa Bay, uh, or as a Tampa Bay buck is uh, Tom Brady cop copying you ending his career in Tampa <laughs> Bay. Yeah, probably not. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I retired a Denver Bronco. Uh, they traded my rights in case I were to come back to the, to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you know, the NFL is a business. So Tampa Bay gave a sixth round pick for me to, to Shanahan who I told on the phone, I was done. I'm not going anywhere to play. I'm done playing football. I will not play any more football. I told him that. <laughs> and when I make a decision, I stick to it. Well, he traded me anyway. So I actually had to, the, the, the Buccaneers knew that if I came great, they had a chance to have their quarterback. Gruden wanted to be bad. You know, he was loving my game, wanted to put me in there. And, uh, if I go, they get their quarterback. If I don't go, they could collect the three and a half million that was still owed to me by the Broncos and that Mr. Bowen wasn't collecting on. So it was a money grab or a 
player grab. It was just a nasty business in the NFL. And I told them face to face, I'm done playing ball. I don't want to play. And they still, you know, they took that money that wasn't theirs as Mr. Bowens. But that's that's the story there. So I'm not anything like Tom Brady. He's he's <laughs> he's not trying to copy me. He only, you know, uh, wishes he could have beat me a couple more times when we played against each other. But uh, <laughs> oh, like that. Well, I think. If he does, I don't know what he's doing. You know, I think he should retire. To be honest, I think he should just like say I'm done, and and then we'd all be like just fine with that. If he retires and starts playing handball, will you challenge him? <laughs> yes, I I would actually bet him a million dollars that he'll never <laughs> beat me in handball for the rest of his life. Oh, so, let's now, put, now let's you put got that into uh, I I know you like uh, <laughs> had a pretty successful career post NFL in handball. Was that something you were into like while you were playing the NFL or did you get into it after the fact? That was one of the first games I ever played. I mean, just throwing a ball around the court and then and I started playing organized sports. Uh, you know, I'd always play handball with my dad, my brothers, whenever we get around once in a while or find a, a ball on the wall, we just start playing handball against it. So through high school played quite a bit, not a ton, but whenever, you know, go play with my brother who was really the handball player of the family, he, he made the elite eight in the collegiates and uh, he could have been a pro had he you know, had the time and the money to travel around and go to tournaments. But I played and I really attribute a lot of my longevity and ability to um, you know, play without getting hurt and have spatial awareness, mental toughness, quickness, arm strength, you know, handball is, it hones both sides of your body. You got to use your weak side. It's, it's really the best sport in the world. I think any athlete that, that, uh, doesn't at least look into playing it. You know, you're shorting yourself because it's great for cross training and just, it's a challenge. So it's something fun to do that really kicks your ass, but it's not the same thing you're usually doing, you know, catching fly balls and, you know, running, running and throwing the football repetitively. It's a good sport to mix in if you're uh, focused on one. And so I, I play all the way through college, all the way, even in the NFL, uh, in the off seasons, I get done and, and I go start playing a little bit and then go play in some tournaments back in Idaho and then come back to, to spring camp. And I'd, I'd be good. My, my lungs would be good. I'd be ready to go. I'd be in great shape. And handball, if you so had to uh, still something I play, if you had to put together like a handball dream team of professional <laughs> athletes out there, who, who would you select? Like oh what kind of skill set do you think would translate to the handball court? LeBron, I would, James seems like an obvious guy, but I, I don't know. I'm not as in it, not as experienced he, in handball. Yeah. He's so explosive. You know, he's just so two moves and he'd just be through the wall. Cause he's so big and strong <laughs> and fast. But if I just think back to guys that I played with or no, I'd say Frank Sanders would have been an amazing handball player. Phenomenal handball player. Um, Larry centers uh, doesn't know it, but he could pick up a handball and in two minutes would be like, Oh my God, this guy's amazing. Cause he just have hands, right? It's you got to have great hand eye coordination to play the game. And, and then you got to be able to move and, those two would have been fun to play with. And then name any one of my quarterbacks that I played with. I mean, Bradley Van Pelt, Danny Cannell, uh, Dave Brown, you know, it, they all would have been good too. Cause we're quarterbacks. <laughs> I, you know, and I, okay. So I, in preparation for this interview, I was reading an old sports illustrated profile on you talking about your handball and it, and nice. the writer said that uh, your pre game routine was to pop a bunch of spearmint gum and Bud Light, and you said it looks nasty, <laughs> but it really wakes me up. Is that true? And does it work? I've done that before. You know, I <laughs> totally take the edge off with a beer, and then uh, you throw in a little bit of gum so you don't have that nasty beer beer taste in your mouth playing handball. But 
what I started doing after that was mixing uh, some Gatorade with some beer and people thought I was crazy, <laughs> but there's an entire country. I mean, Germany in Germany, you know, they, they actually do that. They mix their lemonade with their beer because it hydrates you and gives you that the carbs. And it's a great way to make it through the day when you're out there farming and all that <laughs> yeah. back in the day, that's when they started doing that. So, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I'll do wacky stuff more than more or less. It's to keep my mind off of, off of what I'm about to go do, you know, cause handballs, Usually if you're playing singles, it's man versus man. It's gladiator-esque. You're in there, just you and that opponent and a ball and four walls or three walls if you're outside and one wall if you're in New York City. So it's a it's a beastly game. It's fun. It's it's a X game style. Uh, and and the, the guys that play it are, are, you know, they range from lawyers all the way to construction workers. And you never judge a book by its cover in the game of handball. That's how you get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Overlooking your opponent, like oh, this guy's just some high-priced well, Wall Street yeah. guy. Meanwhile, dominates the oh, handball you just court. Just look at him and go, oh, yeah. You look at him; he's kind of got a beer belly and wearing glasses, and you know, just looks like there's nothing real special about him. Because I mean, I've been in locker rooms and played against dudes that look like they could be gladiators, right? So you step into a handball court, and all of a sudden, this flat-footed dude that walks with a little gimp is whooping your ass. You start <laughs> respecting everybody. <laughs> Well, uh, I, I know um, I, I read uh, something where you said you had been uh, taking CBD um, to help mm-hmm. you kind of like post recovery from your football career, dealing with whatever ailments. I know you're a big advocate for medical marijuana instead of like opiates and that kind of stuff. We just had Al Harrington on uh, a few weeks ago who started his own cannabis company, former NBA guy. Uh, yeah. what, what's your kind of involvement right now with advocating for medical marijuana and using that in recovery you know, in the sports world. Yeah. You know, I, I, I got into that. Um, you know, I grew up, uh, in Idaho with some pretty you know open-minded parents and family. So you know, I was, I, Wish was, I had I your knew, parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew full well, you know, that, that marijuana didn't make you stupid and it didn't mean you were going to go dive into like shooting up heroin and doing all that stuff and become a criminal. You know I mean? I, I knew enough people that were high level thinkers and great, friends and some family that were just great people that, that used it. And that never dawned on me till, you know, post career that it was not something to, you know, take to go to a concert or go take and go, you know, go to a party or use as an enhancer for anything other than when I uh, got out of the league and, and was using it during some surgeries, uh, using medical just to, to ease the pain and just sitting there with my, after my hip surgeries with nothing to do. And just like, my goodness, I'm driving myself crazy. Uh, it really helped. And then when hemp oil and the Charlotte's web, uh, you know, they, they came into the picture with the former athletes trying to bring light to all of the CTE and the TBI and the brain damage caused by football. And just the guys that were strung out on opioids and were searching for pain relief. When I started taking this stuff, I, I was, I noticed a change a significant change through the winter where it didn't bother me. My wrists weren't achy. My back didn't hurt. I didn't start curling into a little ball cause it was cold. I didn't, I didn't do that. I had a lot less inflammation. I was sitting down on the floor with my kids playing with Legos and I'd pop up and run and run off. And I'm like, wow, I used to have to take a few steps of creaky, like, Oh, oh my knees. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's go- that's gone now. I don't even feel that anymore. I mean, I, it, it, there's something about it that, you know, our human bodies have endocannabinoid system in them. That's the largest regulatory system in your body. When I got into this and we started helping these athletes about four years ago, 
I really learned a lot. I didn't just dive in and start touting some product so I could get paid 200 grand, which sad to say a lot of athletes are doing that right now. Yeah. I was taking it and knowing full well, like, holy shit, this just changed my life. Like I feel good. I can run now without the information in my ankles or my hips. Now stuff would fall out of whack once in a while, but as I progressed through my, you know, the way I use the medication, the medicine, the, the, the jaw made the herb for man and both hemp form and marijuana form, it's really with the right mix allowed me, um, you know, physical freedom again. I mean, I, I can run and jump and bike and chase my kids and do, do all kinds of stuff. And, uh, that allows you to do even more stuff like yoga and walking and hiking, stretching and, and, and continuing to be active. Cause that's the real key. When guys get inactive, taking opioids, their pain level is such that they don't even know really what it is. It's masked. But then if, when these guys would get on hemp, it knocked that pain level down 2% maybe, but that was enough to get them off the couch and it helped them sleep at night. And it helped ease that anxiety of like, Holy shit, do I have CTE? And like, yeah, it's really a, a, an amazing medicine, man. So I'm a big believer in it. I don't do much ag- advocacy now because of the company ready list sports, our, our digital playbook that I'm involved with. So I didn't want to cross into that football coach mentality of hardline marijuana is a no, no. And you're all yeah. on this team and I will kick your ass out of here. And <laughs> I didn't want to go meet with some big coach somewhere and have him say, I love your product. I would buy it today, but you know what? I don't like you advocating for medical marijuana. Because you're a freaking pothead. At first yeah. everyone thought I was, Doesn't get it. yeah, that's what everybody thought. I was just a pothead out trying to get it so they wouldn't put me in jail for it. But now <laughs> people's whole minds have changed and been more open-minded, especially in today's world we're living in, like where your immune system is really the only thing you have to fight against something like COVID. I mean, if you don't have a strong immune system, good luck with anything, anywhere, anytime. But if you can have a strong immune system and through the use of, of medicine that grows in the earth and you are not a toxic, you know, body on this earth at the time, you know, you, a lot of people are realizing there's a better way to take care of your body. And that, that's definitely something I'm a big believer in. Well, makes sense. And I'm glad to hear you shouted out yoga. Cause uh, Ryan makes fun of me for doing it. So uh, <laughs> listen, I, I, it's cool. Dude, I'm I mean, addicted, man. I love uh, yeah, it. You my, gotta love it, man. It's a chance to just make yourself feel good. And it's good for you. I, I love the medicine. However you want to compliment it. That's cool with me too. <laughs> my 60 year old uh, father diehard yeah. Eagles fan got addicted to hot yoga of all things. <laughs> and I didn't see it coming at all, dude, but great Jake, addiction. And Hey man, I just, just to let you guys know too, like there's not, there's more stuff on the horizon. You know, there's, there's some big things being done with psilocybin and, and mushrooms. And, you know, the fact that our species, the human species evolved with this magical plant. And so they're doing things like opioid and and heroin addicts that are come, that are, that are using it, that are, that are recovering immediately. And so there's a lot of big things on the horizon with, with natural medicine. And it's fun to live in Colorado where there's a lot of open-minded people that want to be healthy. Yeah. And uh, again, Jake, appreciate you calling in before we let you go. Uh, so you said, you said you started a ready list sports and uh, it's like a, yeah. it's like a virtual playbook for coaches. Do you want to kind of walk us through that? Yeah, man. It's a lot more than just that. It's really, it's an, it's a fully interactive digital playbook where we have it for lower level coaches from four on four flag all the way up to the pros. Um, the lower levels come preloaded with everything you would need to put a playbook together 
formations, routes, personnel groups, combinations of routes, even drawn up plays, all that stuff. But what we've done is we've streamlined the input process and provided a tool that the coaches can send out over a device like a phone uh, through our app to their players, where their players then get the playbook that the coach sends them. They can study it in multiple learning styles, uh, which give them more a chance to up their retention rates. And then once they study, they go and they take a test that's auto-generated. It's somewhat similar to the Rosetta Stone for foreign language. So you're testing in multiple styles. You're learning in multiple styles. Game has has trickled down from like Peyton Manning, what he started, has trickled down to these young kids at age 10 who want to be a quarterback. And it's like, good luck if you're not getting <laughs> coached really well. Yeah. If you're 10 and you're trying to read if the guy's going to hook because the corner's sitting up high or the corner came down, now you're going to take it and make turn it into a go route. Like you're just, you're brain fucking these kids. <laughs> and you're not giving them the tools they need to succeed, but you're trying to push them to be that quarterback at a young age. And so we're trying to help these kids and help coaches coach better, help them save time, help them be more efficient on the practice field. So you can learn the ins and outs of how to beat your opponent, not just learn where you go once the huddle breaks. So it's a pretty robust tool. We've had a few pro teams using it, uh, a few college teams, lots of high schools and youth leagues. And uh, we're close here to making some big news with some, some other teams, especially in the environment we're living in with, remote learning. I mean, we got the tool. You can send out exactly what you want. Kids test all those results come back. So you'll know like, yo, my kids are getting it. So when we get back to normal function and the games resume, my guys are going to be ready to step out of the huddle and go line up and play. Awesome. Well, make sure you check that out. Readylistsports.com and uh, make sure yeah, you man. give Jake a follow on Twitter at snake stakes. So uh, again, appreciate snakes, you. snakes takes snakes. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Although there you snakes go. Steaks is a whole nother story. man. <laughs> <laughs> I almost started snake steaks, finger snakes, finger <laughs> steaks. If you've ever had a finger steak, they were originated in Idaho, supposedly at the torch restaurant and uh, finger steaks. I was going to do finger snakes, but whatever. You <laughs> hey, got it. That's another, another uh, snakes takes. <laughs> that's another idea down <laughs> I'm the road. No, I'm going to get no followers out of that when they're like, what is this handle? What the hell? Snakes take steaks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, appreciate it, Jake. And you have a, you have a great, uh, great rest of the week. Stay man. safe, bro. Hey, you too, guys. Thanks for the time. Appreciate the plug and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep entertaining people. People need it right now. Yeah. Thanks, Jake. Later. Awesome. Thanks, man. Great time talking to Jake, the snake plumber. Hey, Jake, he's a businessman starting his own business. You ever think of starting your own business, perhaps running your own sports book. If you did, I'd recommend going to aceperhead.com slash SGP aceperhead.com slash SGP. Get started today over there. Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Know what you're thinking? Sports aren't happening right now. Wrong UFC right around the corner golf. They're going to be doing some golf action there. Book your friends action. And again, you don't need to know how to run a sports book. Ace does all the heavy lifting for you. They set the lines and the lines are some of the sharpest in the industry. Top-notch customer support graded or wagers graded instantly. Again, connect with them. Aceperhead.com slash SGP. And before we hop back into it, make sure to check out PropSwap.com. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. 
just because you're not in Las Vegas doesn't mean you can't buy a Las Vegas sports bet. Again, when these futures get back up and running, you're going to want that extra cash. This propswap.com deposit bonus is a limited time. Cool thing about their deposit bonus, there's no rollover requirements. All you do is deposit $100, you get a free $100. Turn $100 into $200 when you go to propswap.com and use that promo code SGP. Propswap.com, void where prohibited, promo code SGP. Fun time with our boy, uh, the snake man. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, maybe he's, he just, he may have just won a temporary seat at my, uh, you know, five guys to sit around a table and get stoned and eat some kale with. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Seems like he'd be down with the plant-based yeah. uh, situation. Oh yeah. He's a, he's a health guy. I heard oid a lot. He knows m- medicinal words. He must, he must know that inflammation comes from animals. Sean. <laughs> Oh no! Are you gonna try and convert Jake the Snake no, to I, a, a I, soy boy lifestyle? If anyone is still wondering, my official comment on this is: we're we're at like we're at a time where you I can't be choosing. I need to be primal, and I just need to consume calories. <laughs> so if those calories come from a shitty frozen steak and bean burrito, I'm gonna eat it. If those calories come from kale and and artichoke, I'm gonna eat that. I'm just gonna mix it up, right? I'm gonna be a herbivore sometimes. I'm gonna be a car- carnivore sometimes. Just getting wild. And but quarantine. I will say, when I start not feeling good again, I might go on a little weak plant binge. Well, speaking of which, Ryan, our our uh, wives connected together to order these uh, <laughs> vegetables online. This produce, I forget the company's name, and they're not paying farm, us. Yeah, yeah, they're not paying us, but definitely recommend it. And <laughs> farm fresh to you. I Shout get, out. I get I get a Slack message from Kramer. He goes, This produce is amazing. <laughs> I will say I was way too excited about how good the pro- it literally oh. came. Oh no. <laughs> it came in a cardboard box. Like no nothing other, no other wrapping, but the produce just looked amazing. The strawberries, <laughs> delicious. Apple, delicious. Uh. It, uh, Ryan I mean, made like a grasping uh, motion with his hand when he's describing like <laughs> how awesome this produce. Also, kind of scary. As if he's like grabbing a stripper. That, that's, that's dude, what how else? How we, into it he is. This is all we got, man. Yeah. No, no. I will say no though, face. if anyone after this is over, after the the plague of 2020 ends, if anyone is still going to the grocery store after that, you're a real sucker. Yeah. I'm done. I'm ch- I'm tapped out. I'm never going again. Delivery only, huh? Uh, just, I mean, like this service, great. Uh, even the the grocery store pickup services, where you pull up and you just pop your trunk, they come out and put it in your trunk for you. Bam, you're out. You don't have to deal with any of the nonsenses of crazy, like stay at home moms or the crazy, like gross hygiene grocery store people or the California. I'm gonna bring my dog to the grocery store people. <laughs> any of that, anyway. Well, I'm getting crazy. I'm getting a little stir crazy. I'm waiting for I Gen madness is my only is my only hope. It does feel like we're channeling our cabin fever into Gen madness fever again. Tune in four days a, a week, back to back to back <laughs> games. It's pretty awesome. It's a brutal schedule just from the amount of whiskey uh, we're putting back during the live broadcast. Well, and Sean, I, if in case you missed the pick show on Wednesday night. Thursday morning. Definitely should check that out. Big announcement in DGen Madness Land. We have secured the venue for a third place game that will happen as a precursor, 6 p.m. Pacific on April 18th, before 
the national CPU championship of all <laughs> DGen madness. 7 PM tip. Sean. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I'm getting sane again, I guess. Well, and we, we've, uh, our next move is we're going to be doing a Madden tournament. Are we? Is uh, can, has the lawyers cleared this? I'm so fucking excited about this. Well, all right. we we're, it's in the process. We're open to suggestions of what the Madden tournament is going to be like my vote. And I'm leaning pretty hard uh, is to do a 32 team single elimination NFL tournament committee seating committee seating. We'll do a selection show. It'll mostly be based off their 2019 win loss, but some teams will see down like the Titans uh, to piss off the fans. But um, McKee, what what's your take? I think the most fun is to do the 2019 teams. I know I've seen like some people doing the all-time teams. I don't know. To me, it's my vote is updated rosters. Yeah. Like also because there's more updated likely rosters like what like Tom Brady on the Bucks. Oh I yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, we got to right? do. We'll do. Oh, it. that's way more exciting than just yeah. the 2019 roster. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Sean misspoke. I, yeah, I was thinking we do. So our our basketball tourney is going to take us through um, basically when the draft is. Yeah. yeah. So we post draft we have the the freshest rosters. We do a 32 team winner take all single elimination. Dare I say? Oh, this. Here. Trump's DJ madness. This has the potential. And yeah, I think does. we're also going to call it DJ madness, like football edition, whatever. Cause I don't want to make up another logo and I like the DJ madness <laughs> one, but also it's just, it really, we're, we're serving the degenerates and it gives you a chance to fill out and follow another bracket. That's what we need to get us through these. A, times. We get a bracket B we get lines, hopefully over at mybookie.ag. Also you get us. The live commentary. on the mics. I, I think we will have to figure again. One of the things we're going to alter everyone, anyone, Sean, can sim a game 15 minute quarters. No big deal. But we're going to shorten the game. We're going to add some mayhem with some variants, and we're also going to make it consumable. Because I mean, no you, one wants to sit and watch an hour and ninety minute virtual game. You guys have ruined Joe Buck for me. I can't. <laughs> I can no longer listen to announcers that aren't betting that on is the a game. Disgusting act. That is something we kind of stumbled into, which is a real a- entertaining value: is competing announcers in the same booth on opposite sides of the game. Because you realize, as a better yourself, you look at a game differently depending on what side of the game you are on, obviously. Cause whether it's the call goes in, goes at whatever it is, it's shaded by where you have the money on and to have two different versions of that in the same booth. And to think that the main, str- the lame stream media companies think that that would actually be bad for business. And they want their announcers to be neutral. More people are going to relate to the guy who's complaining about the referees cause he's making some <laughs> bullshit calls. Or the guy who's Fuck calling you, calling the other coach a pussy for not fouling. I mean, I mean, you're getting amped up right now. We, <laughs> yeah. We're not even having a game. I, I was just thinking about Mark Few, the little bitch. <laughs> and uh, and don't forget about the website. Even though there's Ooh. no sports, we are still pumping out tons of great free content for you. And I have actually, I'm, I'm proud to announce, I've tracked down the guy who created the James Harden stripped cub stat oh. that went uh, viral on Reddit. He also did a great one about Charles Barkley. They used to check out on NBA Reddit. 
He is going to be uh, doing exclusive content for us starting next week. And he's also going to have him on the NBA odds pod to talk through his uh, very interesting stats. For those who can't see us, which is most of you, because we're not actually on video right now, (laughs) uh, social distancing. But Sean just got massively aroused with this content opportunity Mm, here. Love content opportunities. We got some esports picks, and of course, mock, Steve, draft. mock drafts. Uh, I got mine up there. Sean Burns is his. We got more coming, and then of course the uh, magna opus or whatever you call it, of Steve <laughs> Shermer, <laughs> and his implications for revised 2020 golf schedule. It is just I'm laughing because it is it, over it's just 4, so awesome the time he took it, breaking down this new revised golf schedule and it, it implying game line I, implications. I, I dare you to find a better golf rider in the world. There is dare none. you. There is not. This is over 4,500 <laughs> words. He gets into every nook, anything you need to know about golf coming up and how maybe to think about gambling on it. This article will cover it for you. He's so good at it that we've now spoken about it in the past two podcasts. Well, at, it's, at it, it's worth, it's worth noting and all that content, like all our content, Free of charge over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Throw us a free review uh, over at our iTunes page and make sure you subscribe to the NBA Odds Pods. You can get that on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network feed. Make sure to check out McKee on Twitter at the Ryan McKee. Correct. correct. And uh, for Sports Gambling Podcast, thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. I am Sean, second the Money Green, and he is Ryan. I'll see you tomorrow, Sean. Kramer, let it ride. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.